Hello, and welcome to episode 328 of the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast, where, Turk Lador be praised, we survived another feast of, uh, I don't, I, I kind of want to call it the Feast of Turk Lador, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm Pilgrim Tom. I'm, uh, I'm Brian. I'm Indian Killer Cam. Ooh, yikes. You're supposed to say Native American. Okay. <laughs> that was the only part, offensive part of that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the use of the wrong word. Right. Uh, the only thing you could have done worse was use the wrong pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> and this week... Uh, oh, wait, And this week we are happy to have survived, as we mentioned, another Thanksgiving. And we are going to probably be discussing kind of... Well, maybe how that American holiday of gluttony went and some of the post-Thanksgiving festivities and goings-on, not least of which was a new show on Amazon from the gents who used to do Top Gear. Brian and I enjoyed that thoroughly, and we're trying to get Cam uh, in the passenger seat with us, you might say. And before we get to the show, however, I should probably impress upon our audience how crucially important it is and how... uh, favorably Turk Lador will look upon you if you rate us on iTunes uh, give us a good review and of course subscribe to us there we would really appreciate that and so would Turk Lador, the mighty turkey deity who we worship once a year and Tom why don't you tell everyone what they could win if they go and they uh, rate us favorably and like us on Facebook and all that good stuff oh I forget I just as you said that down from the uh, turkey heaven fluttered a gigantic feather with some uh, prize <laughs> prize details on it. Turns out we are going to be we're, what is this rouge one? What do you mean, Turk Lador? Rogue One? Rogue One. Turns out we are going to be getting ourselves a little movie theater if you happen to be in the South Florida area of the United States. And we are going to have a large block of seats devoted to our fans. So... If you follow Turk Lador's instructions, you have a, what, what is it, a guarantee or a pretty good chance of getting yourself a ticket to come to that event with us? Pretty good ch- pretty good chance. We've got a lot of tickets. And on top of that, we've got a lot of awesome prizes. we got 50 tickets and we have 25 prize, raffle prizes. So it's a 50-50 shot. Better than a 50, it's better than a 50-50 shot because the three or four of us, you know, us three and Chris aren't going to, you know, be eligible for the raffle prizes. So... It's a pretty better than 50-50 shot. You're going to win a pretty awesome uh, Star Wars black box uh, collectible or, you know, some kind of awesome movie. Or we have these awesome uh, uh, Darth Vader, like, 12-inch action figures. So, you know, there's a lot of good stuff going down. Sweet. And if you are not in the South Florida area will not be able to attend, feel free to shoot us an email anyway. We will, like, take picture – we'll take a custom picture – for you free with like maybe a little personalized greeting and send that to you to warm your heart during this holiday season i mean shit i'll do i'll leave anyone i'll I'll be anyone's voicemail message that they want (laughs) yeah 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 i'll leave any message you want me to i will send you tasteful nudes not of me (laughs) of someone and i'm sure brian has dubiously uh enticing gifts as well (laughs) to offer (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think at this point we're supposed to commence with the episode, are we not? The That plug out of the way. Turk Lador's yes. orders thus followed. And so let's do that in our usual 
Nerd's Travaganza style with our post-Turklador Day Weekly Geekly Geekly Weekly Roundup, uh, Native American Oppressor Cam, why don't you go first? Oh man, yeah, it was just uh, God, lots of food, lots of family, lots of football, lots of fun. It was a lot of Fs going on, uh, and no Fs were given by me about Black Friday, that's for sure. Uh, I did not do any Black Friday shopping except, well, that's a lie. I actually did go at like 10 o'clock at night. My companion and I were sitting around. We had basically just like been overloaded with food and football and all kinds of other nerdy games and stuff like that, just sort of hanging out from Thursday. So it was like almost like almost 10 o'clock on Friday night, and we're like, let's get out of the house. Let's go somewhere, you know? And uh, I am a huge fan of Kohl's, K-O-H-L-S. It's a store down here in South Florida for anyone up north or whatever who's never heard of it. It's just sort of this, like, weird, in-the-middle, like, better than Target and Walmart, but not as good as, like, Macy's kind of store. It has, like, you know, a lot of just, just cool things here and there, you know, clothes and toys and all kinds of other stuff. And I was like, let's go there and see what's going on. And we ended up going there and there was like hardly, there was hardly anyone there. And there was all kinds of deals to be had. So ended up spending like four or 500 bucks, knocking out a bunch of Christmas shopping. And the great things about the great thing about Kohl's is you get your, your, you get Kohl's cash where basically like every $25 you spend, you get like 10 bucks to spend like at the next week or something like that. So I ended up getting like a hundred bucks in Kohl's cash that I can now spend this coming week to finish out my Christmas shopping. Nice. So thank you, Coles, for turning me into a mindless consumer zombie. Uh, and part, even though I swore off Black Friday many years ago, I, I ended up partaking in it anyway. Um, and I don't feel that bad about it. They still have a massive selection of Star Wars t-shirts like they did last year. So many Star Wars t-shirts. So many Star Wars, like, ugly Christmas sweaters. So many cool Star Wars, like, co- like you know, toys. They also have, like... What I like is they, they, they're good for that, like... You know, I don't know, just like that just random gift you need to buy for someone, like yeah. a s- emergency roadside assistance kit or, you know what I mean, like multi-pocket, like multi-tool pocket thing or y- y- whatever. Like, it's like awesome for those like $10, $20 mid-range gifts that you got to give like a coworker or something like that. Um, that will be useful and is, and, and is good, but it like won't break the bank. So I, I, endorse, I endorse Kohl's wholeheartedly. Multi-purpose tool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I actually took your advice last year. It was toward the end of this shopping season, and I needed to get a few like small, like stocking stuffery type gifts. Yep. Went there and purchased a whole bunch of Star Wars mugs for people, and then yep. bought myself like twenty Star Wars T-shirts, and then used my. I got some kind of a cash thing, as you mentioned, and went back and bought more. Yeah, Kohl's for me is like Target for most other people, where it's like you go in there for like one thing and you leave with like twenty-five. It's same same thing for me. Like I went in there and I did buy a bunch of st- like things for other people, but I ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff for myself. Yep. You know they had like um you know the NES uh well that's gonna be part of my news, but you know how the the Nintendo NES the classic came out yeah yeah well they at Kohl's they had like the comparable system for Sega Genesis and the comparable system for Atari. I guess both of them with less fanfare put out the same like mini little thing or whatever. Cool. And they had them there for like 30 bucks on sale. Yeah. So they had all kinds of good stuff there. Damn, man. I got to get, I got to get over to Kohl's. Kohl's proud non-sponsor of the nurse Travaganza podcast. I know (laughs) if you're in a region of the world where Kohl's exists, do check it out and let them know we sent you. They won't know what you mean. Yeah. They'll be like, who? (laughs) Awesome. man. anything else? 
Uh, that's, I'm trying to think. I, I saw a movie. What the hell movie did I see? Uh, oh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, the, how was Harry, that? Harry Potter one. It was all right. It took my mom, my brother, and my companion. Um, it, it's Harry Potter light, I guess. You know what I mean? I guess it, it, it gives you a little dose of Harry Potter, but it's not Harry Potter, you know? Uh, I mean, it is, of course. It's the same universe, but it's not the same as sitting down and watching a Harry Potter movie. So I'd say it was good-ish. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Cool. All right. That's uh, I, People have been raving about it, but it's good to hear a more kind of sober... Oh, I, I don't know about, about raving it. about it, but uh, people have been ra- well. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying I I, I wouldn't rave. I'm, I'm okay. saying personally I wouldn't rave about it, but uh, I didn't regret spending the ten bucks. Okay, let's put it that way. Yeah, worth the price of admission. Good yeah. to know. Sweet, sounds like an awesome Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry, a awesome feast of Turklador for you, yes. Cam. Anything else? That is it. All right, Brian. How did you honor our turkey like daddy Turklador? Um, not quite as much food as, uh, as I, as I have in the past. Uh, there was, there was a little family feud this year, so no one could decide who was going to host. So everybody hosted their own and like two people showed up to each and it was just nice and actually really calm and sedate. Like, uh... I'm I'm kind of a fan of minimizing the family you only see once a year. <laughs> so uh that was that was nice. I liked it. It was probably uh best uh best turkey holiday in uh in recent memory. And uh after that I actually did do a little bit of Black Friday um Tandy, which is a is a pretty major leather supplier had a uh, had a sale so uh i figured you know niche enough hobby and small enough store in the lines wouldn't be out the door or anything like that so i dropped up uh dropped by there picked up uh some leather some dye you know good, good prices on that kind of junk and um i hit michael's on the way back uh they had a uh like a storage cabinet on sale for like I think it's seriously like 75% off. So I bought one of those and, um, did, did most of my shopping the next day, uh, small business Saturday. Can't forget to mention that actually found, and I don't even really know what to call it because it is not called all you need is kill. It It is actually called, uh, edge of tomorrow, but n- no one ever wrote a book called edge of tomorrow. So, it's it's a different book in that jacket. Um, you guys know the what's his name? Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Do you ever read the book? Nope. Uh, nope. Emily Blunt. That's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, really good book. Actually, I I liked it a lot. Right up there with um, uh, Ready Player One. Nice. Okay, really? I'll have to check that out. Like like very similar, very video game, very. Uh, not not quite as nostalgic, but you know, a, a little bit more. There's a lot of like anime named and a lot of video games named, and it wasn't like this like love letter to the '80s. But you could tell the guy was like an '80s kid. Okay, all right. And uh, 
you know, not like not masterpiece writing, but well written and um great action, fast paced. I dig it. Although I do recommend getting the actual original instead of the Tom Cruise cover. <laughs> so it was based on that was it manga, but this is a book of this was a book written before the movie or this was a I think this is actually the novelization of the manga. Okay. Like, it's not, you know, drawn or anything like that, but this is, you know, that story. Okay, okay. Interesting. Um, I will have to check that out. I really enjoyed the uh, the movie. So, I'm sure the book is awesome. It's It actually, it did remind me a lot of um, Starship Troopers, in a way. It's, it's that kind of, like, old, you know, paperback, like, serial that you can just carry in a pocket and read wherever. And um, there's a lot of, like, oh, mindless violence, yeah. But if you, like, stop to think, it's trying to tell you a little bit of something. Right. Like, like pretty pretty good. And I don't know, like, I, the, the, the movies are about as similar as, as Starship Troopers. Oh, okay. All right. Not knocking the movie, because I did enjoy both of them, but, like, wow, very different book. I was going to say, that sounds, like, very different than the movie of with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. If you compare the book to Ready Player One, I mean, that I would not think of Ready Player One at all if I was thinking of Edge of Tomorrow, the movie. It, it It's one of those things, I don't know how on earth they got that movie from that book. Like, there's aliens and guys in sort of power suits that die. But, I mean, are, am I, which am I describing? Am I describing, uh, uh, I, I, I'll, damn. What's the name of it? Starship Troopers or, or Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Am I describing Starship Troopers or Edge of Tomorrow? Like, hmm. a fair point. Um, I can't tell. But by, the, by that description, Brian, if I'm supposed to pick, I can't. And, and one thing that I will say, like, I will kind of knock the movie a little bit. Jesus Christ, the ending makes so much more sense. Like, it's not necessarily like, they get married and live happily ever after. So, like, you can kind of see how Hollywood wanted to, like, you know, m- make it a happier ending. But, dude, the, I don't know. Like, I, I, you really have to stretch to get the ending of the movie. And and the book is tied up like really really nicely. Is the book ending kind of a bummer? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's too bad. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's it's got like like a little bit of message. It's not like one of those like apocalyptic alien winds bummer, but you know, it's not like rosy happy. Everybody lives, everybody get. Cause in the, in the movie, didn't he actually manage to save like every single soldier in his little, uh, group? Yeah. I think he like reset the whole day or something like that. So everyone yeah. ended up like living, just not knowing what they did or something like that. He ended up right. for him yeah. and Emily Blunt. He rolled back the aliens pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah actually, I don't like... even think she knew either. Like he just, he was the only one that remembered. Right, right. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, accepting that life is what you're given, not what you can make out of it. So he, he doesn't, you know, he has to accept that, you know, no matter what he does, can't save everybody. Screw that. Donald Trump's going to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. 
And uh, s- since we missed a week, this is slightly old news, but I will mention it because I, I had a really good time at this. I um, kind of learned about this through uh, Florida Geek Scene, and I wasn't going to go, but some of my friends are up that way, and they were like, oh, I heard about it, let's go. So um, I went up to Claremont Comic Con. Oh, okay. And I, I just got to say, man, like I had a really good time. There were no, like, huge name celebrities or anything like that, but, man, I, I felt like that was one of my first conventions ever. Like, it was just old school and small and simple and fun and good. Sweet. I'm really looking forward to, to that doing better and, and growing a little bit. Let's hope it doesn't go ape shit and, you know, have, like, Stan Lee next year, but... <laughs> Claremont, huh? Claremont Comic Con. I, I I didn't even know like you know that was worth it. I used to own a home in Claremont. I I, I really I have a soft spot for that little town. I, I I dig it. It's nice, but uh, yeah, you gotta like leave town to find a comic book store. I didn't think they'd get a convention. Yeah, very hilly for Florida. Yeah. There it is, folks. Claremont, Central <laughs> Florida. That is in Central Florida. We are in South Florida. If you look at the map of Florida, the United States, it's a, it's a peninsula. We're in the southeast po- corner of that peninsula. Well, we're just we're just the tip. Yeah, yeah. and uh, these towns are kind of in the center of the state. You can imagine that. So awesome, Brian. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Anything else? No, no. That's my uh, two weeks. All right, brings it around to me. And, yeah, I was up to my usual, like, making really good progress on that uh, Kingdom of Amalar game. And then that, that that was until Thanksgiving, of course. I mean, the Feast of Turklador. And then I went to my companion's parents' house and had a wonderful feast there. And then we hit the road and headed up to also Central Florida to a town of called Tiberi's, where we then had a large helping of leftovers on Thanksgiving, so we had two Thanksgiving dinners essentially, which were wonderful. Nice. I don't even want to imagine what the calorie intake was; it was very high. And let's see. Apart from that, uh, our usual Black Friday tradition of going to Epcot, Epcot, Ep- formerly known as Epcot Center, the theme park in Orlando at, at Walt Disney World. Uh, my companion and I went there, and I've been going there for like years, and it was weird because my dad's spouse was like you guys are leaving early right yeah you better leave early um it's like their busiest day they'll turn you away at the gate you can't even get in like all this um like really really making it sound like it was going to be terrible i'm like this i've been going there for like seven years it's never been an issue what i suspect is we had invited them to go if they wanted and my dad and his wife weren't really keen on the idea so i think they may have talked themselves out out of it by kind of oh it's the busiest day of the year the crowds are insane blah 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 but no, it was not. The crowds were not insane. It was not the busiest day of the year. We had no problem whatsoever getting in there. I, I gotta say, I think. I mean, I mean, I consider myself a Disney enthusiast. I think you two both consider yourselves Disney enthusiasts. I think people who aren't like really tuned into Disney, like, expect it to be super busy, because you ask anybody in the world what Disney's like between Christmas and Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, between Christmas and New Year's. 
and they'll tell you it's just packed out the door and you can't get in and blah, blah, blah. And I, I've been twice during that time and it's, it's just brilliant. Like, so you've been between Christmas and new year. Yeah. And there was like no one in the park. Wow. See everybody, I hear you, you can't even move, but I mean, I've heard just, I, that's exactly what I heard too. And it has never been my experience. I mean, you know, I don't go every year or anything, but like, I mean, I guess I could have gotten insanely lucky the twice I did. Wow. Yeah, I went last year. My companion and I, we went like like Christmas through New, like after Christmas through New Year's, and the only day that was bad was New Year's Eve. Sure, that that evening, like everyone's just crowding to see the the fireworks or whatever, you know. But even that wasn't so bad if you if you don't like have to be a freaking retard and like go all the way up to the front and push and oh go to see you know like, you can just find a little spot like set back a little way sit on the grass and watch, you see everything just fine you know so as long as, as long as you just are like patient with the crowds so you get you get to see all the christmas decorations and everything um but it's after christmas and before yeah. new year so you've right. like there's like a nice little lull i would guess yeah and plus i think last year was the the last year of that uh the oh, the Osborne family. lights, right? Osborne, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, I definitely had to go. The Osborne yeah. lights are awesome, man. I'm going to miss yeah. those. That was really cool. Hopefully Universal takes it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, what the thing I couldn't understand, though, is that, like, it's like, you know, midnight, obviously, it's New Year's, and you've got people there with, like, newborn babies walking around. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, that is stupid, man. You're, you're an idiot if you bring your newborn baby to... I mean, I was talking to my companion, Cam. If we have kids, we're not going to bring them there until they're like 12, probably. So No, I mean, look, I would bring a kid there probably, I'd say, four years old for their first time. I think at that point they're old enough to, like, understand and, you know... Think so? Interact with the, the, the cartoon character. You know, yeah, I mean, you're going to do all the kitty stuff, obviously. Yeah, but they're all bratty and, like, they're having meltdowns and stuff. I don't want that. Nah. Uh, that's on you. Don't do that. Yeah, bring the bring the nanny. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned a nanny though. During this break, we're up at my dad's place, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and uh, like I'm like half a week, half asleep, and half awake, and I had dreamt that my companion and I had kids, and we had a nanny. Oh my god! So I like wake up randomly. I'm like, hey, how much does a nanny cost? She's like, what? <laughs> And not one of them old, nasty ones. I want a hot young one, right? Those cost more, unfortunately, Tom. So you're going to have to save up. Well, uh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Somehow having kids sounded a lot better when, when you got somebody to help. But uh, Yeah. Let's see. Apart from that, we did we did Epcot. It was cool. Had a great time. And then hung out with my dad and went into a nearby town called... Um, oh, for crying out loud. What's it called? Not Claremont. Not Tavares, but rather crap. I don't know. It's a town where they turn on their Christmas lights. So we went for this event where they light up the uh, the town, and so we went to, like to this whole this whole thing where you, you sit there and they do a countdown and then all the lights come on. And it's got this quaint little downtown and it's it's really cool. And Winter Garden? No. Uh, crap. Uh, hang on. I'll I'll find it right now. That is in Mount Dora. Light up Mount Dora, it's called. And it's quite a to-do. And what what a charming little town in the winter. Like, it's hot as hell in the summer, but in the winter it's, like, nice and cool by Florida standards. Mm-hmm. And people are just walking around, and it's like, I don't know, it's, just, it's like, really neat. It makes me, like, think, well, we could live here. <laughs> but then I go there in August, I'm like, we can't live here. 
but yeah, we went and checked that out, and I'm trying to think of what else I did. Apart from that, I've been pretty busy, and have I done any gaming? No, not so much. Just uh, just Epcot and, and kind of Christmas hangout, or uh, well, I should say post-Feast of Turklador pre-Christmas stuff with my uh, family, pretty much. Sweet. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Not, not especially nerdy, I guess. And uh, well, of course, I've done. I did one more thing though, but we we can talk about that after the news because it's, I, I'm reminded that tis the season for news. Tis the season. All hail Turklador! I have collected the news of the day for him, uh, and in concurrently, the listeners will also get it. So, that's a, so I guess that's a twofer. Um, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Like I talked about in my Geekly, uh, the NES... I mean, it's kind of old news. The NES uh, Classic came out back in, I think, November 10th or November 11th, whatever it was. Came out, it immediately sold out, of course, and, you know, just like every other Nintendo product, they never... I, I mean, Tom, you're the Nintendo expert. Do you think they do that on purpose? Like, just not make enough so that there's, like, this artificial demand or whatever i thought that until the wii u um but i think nintendo they're just like hapless like they honestly have no idea what demand will be and they have like the sense of urgency that i guess any producer of high demand items well no let let me back that up possibly cam (laughs) possibly in part but then also maybe not intentionally, if that makes any sense. I mean, I can I, I get it. Like you don't. I, I guess you'd rather underproduce than over because you don't want to be stuck with all these systems or whatever. But like, it's it's not even close. You know what I mean? There's such high demand for that console. I mean, people are paying three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars for for one of those, and it's like sixty bucks sticker price. You know what I mean? Like, there's no chance I'm paying that. I'll wait till the end of. Look, I haven't played in you know those game. I played those games in the '80s and the '90s. You know what I mean? I could wait another six months to, right. to get the console. You know, um, it's not like it's the new hotness that like I have to have or, or you know whatever. And even those games, like I just bought freaking Doom like uh, online the other day for like fifteen twenty bucks because I didn't want to pay sixty when it first came out. The new Doom. That's awesome, um, man. Good deal. But yeah, but like you know, I I, I don't get this artificial craziness that, that that people just arbitrarily put on these things i think uh, i don't know it, i know it's a whether they do it on purpose or not it's a consistent theme with nintendo whether it's yeah. the amiibos or, or consoles they always seem to be their items seem to be in short supply yeah well the news the, the 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 bottom line for the news story is that they say that they are going to have more in stores in time for christmas so walmart amazon whatever will be able to sell you one at regular price prior to christmas that's what they say who knows whether or not that will come true um also speaking of nintendo we have posited for uh i think we even did a whole show on it but um so yeah they have confirmed that uh pretty soon universal studios will have nintendo land areas nice um so they're gonna they haven't really said exactly what they're gonna do um but there's definitely they're saying definitely mario brothers are gonna figure prominently uh at universal studios in orlando um and then we'll see what other worlds and things they come up with so i'm pretty stoked about that it'll definitely make me go back to universal studios 
I'm hoping for Mario and Zelda. That would be sweet. I mean, they have to. If they don't do Mario... I mean, if they don't do Zelda as well as Mario, they're crazy. Well, Link, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, so, no, no, Zelda, the, the main the main dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's cool. Um, Tom, I know you are a huge lover of public transit. I am. And you, sure. also, you are also a lover of the West Coast, right? Yeah. Also. Um, so I got a news story with both of those involved. Um, you know how I love to find these stories about these hackers that hack into places and like hold them for ransom. Yep. Like that that one hospital in California where they like held these poor people host- hostage by taking over like the whole system. Well, some um, this guy Cryptom. Uh, have you heard of Cryptom? He's like one of these you know crazy amazing hackers that's been all over the web and hacking all these different places. Mm. Well, he. Um, hacked into the San Francisco municipal transit database, uh, you know, where all the trolleys and all the, the buses and the trams and all that stuff. So he hacked in there, he shut down everything. And he said, I've got 30,000, uh, you know, 30 gigabytes, whatever. I've got like 30,000, um, entries or whatever, uh, documents f- uh, of all your employees. And if you don't pay me $75,000 in Bitcoin, I'm going to publish them and all your employee data, contracts, plans, emails, all that stuff are going to be public knowledge. So I guess I'm kind of like happy. Uh, the San Francisco was like the, the city was like, whatever, dude, like do what you got to do. Like we're not paying you. <laughs> so they just basically called his bluff. Right. So then in the meantime, this other hacker hacked into Krypton's email and stole, stole a bunch of his data or her data. could be – I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. And um, they published that. Well, I, basically they gave it to uh, uh, an online like whatever you know, news, news outlet. And I guess they're putting together a story on Krypton and basically all the things – because it basically showed all the things he's hacked and all the you know, info he's collected. So I thought that was pretty funny. He, uh, he hacked and then got hacked himself. Wow. Well deserved. Yeah. Going after kind of a a public transit uh, outfit like that—that's pretty shitty. Yeah, and I guess like like I said, they were like, "Whatever, screw you, dude." And then they're back up and running. I guess they got everything figured out. And um, so far, he has not released any of the data. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, these guys are getting more and more bold, though. It's funny. I mean, that hospital thing was pretty bad. I mean, it's one thing to like inconvenience commuters, like okay, whatever. But like. You know, if someone's there, like on like dialysis or something, and you like hack their freaking machines, and you know everything goes down, that's that's pretty that's pretty despicable. Um, so ecstasy, I know you guys love ecstasy, right? Um, <laughs> uh, the FDA has provided large scale clinical trial plans for MDMA and ecstasy. Oh, okay. Um, almost in the same vein as making it medicinal and like marijuana basically so in the next five ten years we may be seeing medicinal mdma oh wow okay and apparently there's like a bunch of um uh a bunch of war veterans that have been using it um rec- not recreationally but like as a self-medication and apparently it's really helped them with their ptsd and and uh suicidal thoughts and things like that it gives them like a happy outlook on life basically. Is it the same thing as ecstasy? I'm, I'm very ignorant in this. I confess. Uh, I believe, yeah, I think MDMA is the, uh, the shorthand for the actual, like 
uh, scientific formula or whatever. It's something like whatever M D M and A stand for some kind of science, whatever. Sure. Uh, okay. Chemical compound or whatever. But yeah, the the ecstasy is basically what that is. But I think MDMA. There, there's also I don't know. I'm not a drug user, but like the apparently there's a difference in terms of MDMA can be like in a crystal form, like powder, almost like cocaine, whereas ecstasy can be in a pill form. And I may be butchering that, but I think there is some sort of can be some sort of delineation. But generically, it's all ecstasy. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I guess uh, we'll see if uh, what if any medicinal uh, benefits it has. I hope um, that regardless you know. of what benefits it has, we continue to keep it banned. Yeah, really? No, that's, uh, that's just what we do. It's yeah. worked out very well for other drugs. Yeah, exactly. The war on drugs is clearly uh, winning. Yes. We're winning it. Um, and it's probably not going to matter anyway because the uh, – a huge chunk of Antarctica has basically broken off of the polar shelf and is collapsing into the sea. Wow. So we're probably going to all be underwater within the next, you know, couple months anyway. So uh, on that, on that happy note, praise to be Turk Lador. Uh, I'm sure Turk Lador will protect us. Turk Lador does not believe in the myth of climate change camp. Turk Lador <laughs> is unperturbed. Yes. He gobbles angrily at the very notion. <laughs> he, will, he will flap his mighty wings and keep the waters at bay. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> awesome, thanks for the news, Roundup Cam. And that brings me back to what I was going to discuss, one of the things I did during my break. And kind of a... Kind of what... Uh, I guess suffices as a topic in, in this sort of freeform episode tonight. I watched the new uh, Amazon, I, I forget... I almost said Netflix. I almost said Hulu. But the new Amazon <laughs> streaming show, um, The Grand Tour, and I know you did too, Brian, starring the former hosts of the BBC's Top Gear. And uh, I thought it was pretty good, man. What did you think, Brian? Uh, I, I loved the first episode. Did, did you see the second one yet? or I was like halfway through it tonight before the episode. They were like in some kind of a training ground with machine guns and stuff. I wasn't really... The, the car thing was a little lost in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not to... I, I don't know. You know, not to hate on it. Like, not every episode has to be fucking brilliant, but... Mm. And it is their second time out with a bunch of stuff they can't do anymore, so they'll work it out. The first one totally nailed it the second one spent like i don't know 40 minutes on some weird yeah uh, they're not good with guns it's being old and coming from a country that doesn't have guns it's kind of strange cam the second episode is the first one was in like the desert southwest of the u.s the second one is in johannesburg south africa yet yet they take a segue to like jordan or someplace where this country has a training camp so like commandos could come and like train and stuff there or something like that and uh they're just like just being terrible at that <laughs> for, for a good long part of the episode they were still doing it when i quit today yeah but um i don't know i i was thinking about it brian like as i was watching that and like we've talked about this in the past are you a car nut uh no no especially not like jesus christ they're doing 1.8 million pound vehicles yeah, yeah no one's that kind of car nut right 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 K- 
Cam, are you like a car like fanatic? Do you like subscribe to magazines and so on? You know, it's funny. In high school, I was. I was one of the. I had like one of those like Fast and Furious cars. Oh, nice. Yeah, that I like hooked up. I was in like a car club, Gulf, <laughs> Gulf Breeze Customs. Sweet. And you, you know, we lowered our cars and like put on neon and all that obnoxious bullshit. Uh, but now, no, I, I, I am a car nut in terms of I like. Uh, I've driven a hybrid for over ten years, and I am signed up to get the tesla 3 and you know nice. that kind of that kind of thing but not uh no i i don't care about like ferraris or whatever dick extenders basically <laughs> yeah 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 okay <laughs> uh well put we, we you are not a car nut by any by the classic <laughs> definition neither am i i'm kind of i like cars in, in that they are useful and and sometimes fun to drive i, I don't really enjoy driving so the interesting thing is, in spite of the fact that n- n- none of us are car nuts, well, at least Brian and I, I don't, I don't know if you ever watched Top Gear, but we were fans of Top Gear. For sure. And, yeah. And, and I, I don't think we're alone. I think a lot of people are into just the chemistry these guys have and their, the enthusiasm for the thing that they like, regardless of, of what it is, really. Um, so that That first episode... Like, I'm not even joking. Each one of those cars was, like, way over a million dollars. Yeah. Statistically, no one is going to own them. Right, or even drive them, or even touch one of them, yeah. Right, right. So, no one is a fan of those cars. Yeah, it's the show. It's I think it's just the appeal of people, like, doing very well simply by enjoying the things that they like in life. And to that, I would add, they, they, they've come out on, uh, they've come out smelling like roses in spite of basically being like, you know, drummed out of existence by their, their patron network, right? Because of whatever personal issues there were between Clarkson and that, that coworker, right? Well, I, I will say you brought it up. I'll, I'll, I'll continue this. So, they didn't want Clarkson, but they offered um, Hammond and May new contracts. BBC did. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and both of them were just like, are you fucking nuts? Wow. Like, no, no. I mean, it's the three of us. Like, whatever we do, it, it's, you know, the three of us. And I think, especially in that first episode... That's like ninety percent of the appeal of the Grand Tour now, because even even beyond being a car enthusiast, I'm damn sure not a gun enthusiast. I I, I don't like watching those guys, you know, play with big guns and shoot at targets. I don't think they hit anything, but right, like th- that is not what makes the show fun or not. It's their personalities, really. And right, it's their friendship. Yeah, there it is. There it is. The fact, that, right? If the two of, if the other two had gone on without Clarkson, it would have sucked. If he'd gone solo, it, it would have sucked. I mean, individually they're engaging, but together, um, yeah, I dare say they could, they could pull up almost anything off. Though, I was doing a little reading now as we were discussing people, hmm, as much as we and many of the other fans don't seem to be car nuts. 
it seemed a little out of place that they were not uh, centering an episode around cars. They were off like shooting at this like commando trading center. For I, they kind of tied it together. Like I, I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They, they, they had like a big getaway scene at the end. You know, once they like accomplished their objective, so they tied cars into it. But yeah, that that thing was a little weird. I don't, I don't know. Do you think people objected to them being like, uh, like, not be not playing to their traditional form, or just because the the episode was kind of strangely tied together? I, you know, I have actually thought about this. That episode was like, I mean, clearly scripted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that's their strength. Their yeah. strength is doing stupid shit together. Yeah. Cam, for example, they were they were basically doing it like a first-person shooter. They kept sending the one guy, oh, which one was it, that kept getting run out to get shot over and over again? Oh, May. Yeah, they kept sending... May, go take out that sniper. Uh, okay. And it just kept showing him, like, going out and getting shot, like, 15 different ways. And it was kind of funny, but they did then they did that again. And... The show is, of course, scripted, but this was, like, overtly scripted, and that that may have been a little off-putting. I don't know. I was still kind of entertained by it. Like, their incompetence at <laughs> handling firearms was kind of cool, and w- when it comes to these sort of, uh, what is the word I'm looking for, like, fantasy uh, fulfillment or wish fulfillment fantasy or whatever... I mean, damn, what a job. You know, you're you're driving cars in Johannesburg, and then you're, like, training with, like, Jord- Jordanian commandos, you know, just for kicks. I mean, the, the, the like, elevator pitch for the show is I'm going to roam the world with my two best friends. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it, it's not it – is, it is just that, isn't it? And you expect it to be car-centered, but it's not called Top Gear anymore, is it? Um, so they, they – I'm curious to see if they're going to stray away. It's all pre-filmed. They're not filming it as they go. Or, or do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. Mm, okay. Anyway, I'm curious I, to, to see. Go on, Cam. Good, I was to say, the good thing about Top Gear was just, you know, them just doing stupid shit, you know, like, just like, you know, whatever, like rolling a truck over by accident or, you know, crashing into something or, you know, playing a prank on each other, you know. I mean, are, do they have that same kind of thing going on, or is it... Uh, they have that... I would say they have that sort of humor going on. Like, their celebrity guests, Brian. The second episode was really weird. Because if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said absolutely. Because the first episode, they did. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell now. It's like 50-50. Yeah, I, hmm, I don't know. I, I, they had... Who did they have parachuting in in the first episode? Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. They they have the guy that plays Hawkeye parachuting in, and like he his parachute doesn't deploy, so he just like dies, <laughs> like in the first. Jeremy like, Jeremy Renner or whatever. Yeah, whatever that guy. Is. Okay, yeah. Um. It, it was I don't know. It's got it's got some humor to it. I wouldn't say that it's. They haven't done. Have they done much pranking on each other yet? I, I don't think so. Not yet. Not not well, like. What about? So first episode, they they did the Holy Trinity of cars that they talked about for years, and all of the tests, like, I mean, I think you can call it a prank. They just wouldn't let James play. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, actually that's true. 
Oh. Like, so basically he had a hybrid hyper car and both of them had like fully electrics. So they were like, let's see how far we can go on just electric. And he was like, I can't do that. And they were like, ha ha, sucks to be you. Yeah, and drove off. His car wouldn't work in pure electric mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. They did kind of screw him on that, I guess, by kind of introducing rules at the last minute and what have you. Oh, they did do something cool. So I was wondering what they were going to do in the way of a replacement for the Stig. And they got this, like, he is, like, you know, on purpose, intentionally, like, stereotypically American. He's like a NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. And the guy's a skilled driver. But, of course, while he's driving, he's, like, quipping, like, this ain't this European car on my truck would be better. Like, he's, like, being a full-on, like... Uh, Larry the ro- Cable Guy type. Yeah, like a rolling stereotype, yeah. Um, what do you think of him, Brian? I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's very funny. Like, I, I guess maybe it's funny for, like, the audience at large because, like, haha, stupid Americans. But, like, I just don't get his stick. Like... Uh. Well, that's what I don't understand either. He's resistant to drive these, like, foo-foo European cars, but then he does a really good job. So, well, I mean, like, how do we know that's a really good job? Like, not to pick on Stig, but, like, what would Ben Collins do it in? And actually, recently, like, Ben Collins kind of, like, watched and gave him pointers. He's like, dude, you cut off four seconds if you did this, did this, did this, like... Oh, so maybe it is the American NASCAR driver needing to turn right or left or whatever it is you don't do in NASCAR. Turn left. (laughs) Hmm. Do you like the character though? Do you think it's like a suitable Stig replacement or It's really hard to say because like obviously they can't use the Stig or anything resembling the Stig. They're probably not allowed to have like a character that multiple people play. Like there's all kinds of like legal rama- uh, ramifications now that they're not top gear. But no, I don't I don't really like this the American guy like mm. I don't I don't know. Like, how can you say, like, oh, I hate this car, this car sucks, and then use him as, like, the the pristine example of that car's capabilities? Like, you really think he's, like, trying your all? Or his all? Yeah, see, I'm not sure. They they present him as not being, like, qualified, and then then he seems to... uh, They don't present him as doing a bad job with the cars. Like, it does seem like he's handling the turns and everything correctly, so... Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I I did note that contradiction. Like, on one hand, he he seems like an unwilling Stig. Um, As much as the show is about them and them having fun, I don't understand why they, like, conscript a NASCAR driver. Like, you, go drive those cars you hate. I hate those cars. Drive them anyway. I think they could have made more of that because probably there was some fear like, oh, he's going to, to do it with Amazon. It's going to be a yank show and so on. And they could have made more of like, no, no. In fact, they did. They said that the Americans insisted that the driver be American, I believe. Yeah. And so they like made it as all American. I mean, I imagine there's there's some misperception in the international uh, scene that, that all Americans are just beer swilling NASCAR fanatics um, or at least some. So I don't know. If not him, who? And I think that is it. I think, like, we're just not necessarily the audience for that joke. Right. It, 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 it is presumably meant to appeal to a worldwide audience. So, yeah, I suppose they could have had some rotating stereotypes as well. Is our driver 
you know, rappy dog, yo, was it, was up, was up, you know, like kind of a <laughs> Snoop Dogg standard or something. Speaking of Americans, have any of you seen the Top Gear show with the guy from Friends? Oh, uh, yeah, Joey. yeah. What's his name? Well, Joey and Malibong. Friends. Malibong. Yeah, yeah. I, he's good. He has a passion for the cards, but it's just not the same. He's a little too Joey because, like, anything I see him in, I kind of expect him to act like a little dense. And that's totally unfair, but, I mean, I've watched him as one character for 20 years and never seen him as anything else. You know, right, even way. though he's actually kind of bright. Or at least... and he's really into cars, but I still expect him to be kind of dense about cars. I couldn't find the gas pedal, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, car? Exactly, exactly. Cam, what are you thinking? Is this, is this peaking your interest? Are you going to watch this show, you think? Well, I love those guys. I love May and, uh, what's his name, um... The little rat guy. Uh, yeah, the little munchkin guy and yeah. the long-haired guy. Yeah, and, and, the Led yeah. Zeppelin guy is yeah. the third one. Yeah. Uh, I, I like those guys. I liked Top Gear uh, in, you know, in theory. Um, I, I, but, I mean, for me, it never really was the cars, you know? It was, like you said, it was their interactions and they were just, like, hijinks. Um, and actually, actually would get kind of annoyed when they would, like, talk about the car or, like, when they had, like, just some stiff... Uh, random like guest on that did their little course you know what i mean like that i don't know that 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 was the part that always fell down for me but uh uh you know i, I would watch i would give it a shot all right cool we we may have converted you hopefully you have a amazon streaming account well if you have prime you have it though. i do have prime yes all right you're in no excuse not to watch we'll I've be doing been watching a lot of movies on prime they, they put some some pretty good uh pretty good shows on there lately man the case for cord cutting is is getting like built every day with all the good stuff that's about that's out there now yeah the problem is that you cut the cord but then you're you're just you you know exchanging one teat for another like you end up with a like seven different ten different accounts with you know hulu and this and that and netflix and amazon prime and then now cbs and And now direct tv prime or whatever it's called Uh, ridiculous I mean, you could get away with probably Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix for, for most things, I think. I don't know, man. I've been through most movies on both of those. I mean, but movies that, like, like I've not watched every single movie, but pretty much any, every movie that I'm interested in. You know? Oh, you can get HBO. You yeah. can get HBO streaming. But then you're, then you're getting right back. Yeah, okay. You're paying as much yeah, as cable almost so at this point. Sucking the teeth, man. Oh, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever. There are worse, worse problems. Yeah, this is a definite first world problem. <laughs> Speaking of movies, though, unless in case you guys, well, do you guys want to talk any more about the Grand Tour before we move on to to a movie we should probably mention? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay, all right. We we mentioned it during the. Uh, pitch the appeal to itunes but we'll do it one more time again for our audience cam break down what we're doing like i i mentioned it kind of i gave a synopsis of it but but give a, a description of our awesome rogue one event to our audience okay so we basically have a theater pretty much to ourselves for rogue one uh we've got bought you know brought pretty much all the tickets and 
we are giving them away to our listeners and to our uh, you know amazing fans and everyone that's supported us over the years. And we are basically giving them away for free. All you have to do is like our Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, go to iTunes and give us some favorable ratings uh, and some you know maximum stars and a nice little review. And then email email us at nerdstravaganza at gmail dot com. Let us know what your you know what your screen name is or whatever, so we can just verify that you did all that. And you are entered to win. All you got to do is do that, and you get pretty much we'll get a free Rogue One ticket. I mean, I don't I don't know that we'll get fifty people or you know even that. I mean, hopefully, who knows? But like. You know, it's a pretty good chance that even if we do get more entries than we have tickets, uh, you know, your your odds are pretty good. You know what I mean? It's not going to be in the thousands of entries. Right, um, right, right. So, I mean, it's a pretty good chance you're going to get a ticket. And uh, go ahead. it bears repeating, Cam. These are for people who are in our area who want to come to the theater. Yes, I mean, obviously, you know, look, if you're not in our area and you do it and you want to fly down to watch Rogue One with us, great. We'll give you a ticket. But, uh, you know, it probably only makes sense to people that live in South Florida. But uh, but hey, you know we don't we don't discriminate. But email us. I'm telling you, email us, and we will yes. like right at the event with all of our adoring fans around. We will we will send you a picture. Absolutely. But yeah, this is pretty cool. I can't believe we're actually doing this, guys. We're renting our basically the massive block of seats in our own theater, and and, and doing our own big event. Like our, our little podcast is growing up. I mean, I have the tickets in hand. Wow, it must be like I a have- stack. Tickets in hand. Yes, we are ready to rock. Sweet. Um, and yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome, man. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Did you, is uh, is our biggest guest ever, Allison Hayslip, showing up? I assume she'll be there to see. The um, you know, it, it can't ever. Nothing's impossible, but it's pretty impossible. <laughs> I can, what? <laughs> I thought she was contractually obligated to show up at all live events. Uh, no, she, I don't think she'll be making it to, uh, South Florida for that. I'm sure she has a premiere. She's probably getting paid to go to. Right, so, right, right. Some movie uh, theater that wants her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is paying her for, for her well, well-deservedly paying her for her services. Oh yeah. She, I mean, unfortunately it's just not in our budget. <laughs> she has to do six months of like PR and like image repair every time she comes on our show. So. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> she doesn't get anything for doing it too. Right. Uh, right she right. loses money coming on our show. Uh, she um, loses money and years off her life. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but we love her anyway. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I, I don't think she will be there, but, uh, like I said, I mean, any, any, the sun could crash into the earth tomorrow. Anything could happen. Who knows? We'll be there though. That that's that's a definite. So yeah, I, I don't know that that's helping anything by you know that by advertising that I'll be there. But hey, you know, <laughs> if someone wants to come and see me or punch me in the face or whatever, feel free. I have been pretty diligent about avoiding the trailers. They they've kind of waylaid me at times, and I've been like, oh, I don't want to look. But I'm yeah. pretty clueless about the movie. I'm happy to say, I don't know. About oh, you me guys. too. Yeah, I've not watched one trailer. I don't know anything about the movie, so I'm just going to go in and be happy and excited. Yeah, me too. I've seen scenes. I can't help but have seen some scenes where things are taking place, but that's all I know, and I don't really know much about it. Really? What, what about you, Brian? Uh, I, I'm not like on, on shutdown, but I don't know like any intimate details. I, I avoid spoilers, but I, I still dig the trailers and stuff like that. Chuck Wendig coming to our, uh, our event? <laughs> I, that's another contractually obligated guest. Is he gonna, is he gonna, are we flying him down, or is he paying his own way? Sharing a taxi with Allison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're coming together on the same jet. That's fair. We'll give them separate rooms. We'll do. We do that for our for our VIPs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope Motel, they're flying Motel, coach. Motel Six. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> They'll keep a light on for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, we launch these people into new heights of fame and fortune, and they <laughs> they just totally forget about us. They just leave us behind. I can't believe it. Unreal, unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I I know we've already gotten some bites on our offer, and we've gotten some activity. Oh yeah, we definitely are. Like we've got a bunch of subscribers, new subscribers on YouTube. We've got some great stars on and and reviews on iTunes. I uh, got a bunch of new followers. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Sweet man, this is really working out. We're we're doing all this just so we can spread the word about our show and bring everybody into our fa- our fold and our family. We just want to bring proselytizing Turklador. Yes, <laughs> in the name of Turklador. Truly, we are self. We are <laughs> truly we are selfless servants of Turklador. Absolutely. Oh man. Cool. Well, I think we did a pretty good post. Feast of Turklador Roundup. I think that we've gotten people really motivated to hang out with us to watch Rogue One. And I think we did a pretty fantastic job, Ryan and I, of convincing you to watch the Grand Tour with us going forward. We'll do a spin-off podcast, the Grand Touriers. Like, get it? Like, Warriors? Uh, I don't know. Uh, That's a working title. But yeah, look for... (laughs) Look for daily episodes discussing the finer points of the show. Never. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much all I have. Anything else you guys want to discuss? Oh, that's it for me, man. I'm uh, I'm just uh, excited for, for, for this Rogue One thing. I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be amazing. It's like two weeks, right? Uh, the 16th. Yeah, Friday the 16th. Man. Can't believe it. That's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So, a new Star Wars movie every year, guys. I know. A lot of, for a lot of years, too. Not just for the like, rest of our lives. Yeah. It's like a good time. It's like a really good time to be alive, right? It is. Man. It totally is. The whole environment thing, but Star Wars wise. <laughs> yeah. 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 The environment. Yeah. Whatever, man. We'll be long gone before. True. Good point. All right. Well, if that's it, then. Uh, and climate change is going to doom us. At least we'll be spending the rest of the Earth's history watching Star Wars. Yeah, that's worth it to me. And with that happy thought, I suggest that you spend the rest of the Earth's limited time watching Star Wars and checking out the Nerd Travaganza podcast every week. We're available on Stitcher. We're available on iTunes. We're available on Google Play Music. And Pocket Cast recently picked us up. I'm sure some other outlets have picked us up. Feel free to let us know what those are if we have not mentioned you. And we will do so in the future. Like us on Facebook. Add us to your Google Circle. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And join the Nerd Extravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Trot on over to nerdstravaganza.com, our amazing website. Uh, gobble your way on over to YouTube oh. to gobble up all of our video content by terping, typing nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar. And again, send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com once you've liked us on Facebook and done all that uh, other stuff. And let us know that you've done it, and we may be giving you some free Rogue One tickets. And with that said, and with, with what, I, what I will now promise uh, is limitless bribes coming your way, listeners, in the future. <laughs> Brian, take us away. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's Turkladorian for... Uh... Up yours. Yeah. <laughs> for listening, we'll bribe you. <laughs>